Hi, I'm Ricardo Deegan. And I'm Orla McNeilis. Welcome to The Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns, pick a movie the other person hasn't seen, uh, we watch it separately, and then we meet to discuss the movie. I feel like the more we do this, the more that it sounds like you're saying a film of the weed podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which I laugh every time I edit this. This is not a Kevin Smith joint, <laughs> quite literally. Uh, this week's film was picked by Orla. Yep. It is Patterson, directed by Jim Jarmusch, produced by Joshua Astrakhan and Carter Logan, written by Jim Jarmusch, music by Carter Logan. Interesting, produced and music by. That's I think um, Jim Jarmusch actually did the music as well with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. But still producing as a music person. It's a very small crew, like it's... Uh, cinematography by Frederick Elms, edited by Afonso Gonzalez. I got that one right for once. Uh, starring Adam Driver, Goldshift Farahani, William Jackson Harper, Chastin Harmon, and Barry Shabaka Henley. The synopsis is Patterson is a hardworking bus driver in Patterson, New Jersey, who follows the same routine every day. He observes the city and listens to fragments of conversation while picking up and dropping off his passengers. Patterson also writes heartfelt poems in a notebook, walks his dog, and drinks one beer in a bar after his shift is over. Waiting for him at home is Laura, his beloved wife who champions his gift for writing. I think that kind of undercuts the character of Laura there. It does a little bit. Up until it got to that last sentence, um, I was all for the synopsis, but uh, it fell fell at the last hurdle. Yeah, a bit of a Um, cliff there. Um, (laughs) I like that synopsis, though. That's nice. Yeah, it's what Google told me. (laughs) Google is always right. Uh, This week's film was picked by Orla. It was. And why did you pick this movie, Orla? Uh, I think I felt bad maybe for making you wait so long to watch this because <laughs> from quite early into this podcast I was like oh, Patterson and then for some reason waited this long to <laughs> actually pick it so I'm sorry for that bit of a torture um, there. yeah a little bit uh, yeah I'm not actually entirely sure what your um, past relationship with Jarmusch is um, but uh, I I within the his filmography I don't think that this is an inconsequential movie like or I think that it embodies so many of the like themes of his filmmaking and like how he is a true otter or this is true otter alter otteric autorial autoristic autoristic uh filmmaking um but I don't think that this is that he's gotten so far now that he's become like a pastiche of, of himself I think this is kind of an important film um within Jarmusch's uh <laughs> but uh, I think like this film has an awful lot of interesting things to say about creativity and the creative process and I was thinking a lot about like the creation of art and how the idea of creating art that no one sees and does if does that mean that it's still art I think that this film has a lot of, lot of very interesting things to say about creativity, but also like creativity in relation to like the ordinary life and the life of an ordinary person. And like an awful lot of his films, um, it really embodies that kind of um, like the deadpan humor, but the melancholia, melancholia of his films as well. Um, and it, I think it just really manages to like embody that kind of rhythm of everyday life. And I just, I love this movie. I think it's watching, watching it for the second time. Cause I saw this in the cinema, um, 
when it came out and I watched it on a double bill with Arrival uh, like one directly after the other which was actually a very very it was a good day at the cinema but um, it's kind of it was an interesting double bill as well like I think their two films are kind of comparable in some ways um, and I was actually thinking about uh, as the second plug for uh, the nerd writer but uh, he did a very interesting um, video about Arrival and kind of um, Villeneuve, Villeneuve oh god Villeneuve's Villeneuve's uh, Villeneuve 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 yeah. <laughs> Only know that because of <laughs> Jacques Villeneuve, the ah, Formula One driver. Okay, you and your sporting names, um, and his sort of like method of filmmaking within like modern filmmaking. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I I just like watching it for the second time. I was like, I love this even more. So I thought that as especially from the idea of like the artistic side of it and the creativity side of it, I thought that this would be interesting for us to talk to. And I did kind of think and hope that you would like this. So uh, what did you think of it? Well, first of all, it's an interesting double build there, nearly as uh, mm. varied, uh, but somehow yeah. attached to it uh, in the, the way that uh, when I watch Hell or High Water followed by One More Time with Feeling. Yeah. But somehow... slightly more optimistic, the, your double build there. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm, like, I, think, I think that this is... I had pref- preferred this to Arrival, but I think as well, like Arrival is quite an emotional movie, I think, sort of in a lot of ways. But um, Arrival is, well, we're not going to get into Arrival, but um, it was, it was a very interesting double bill. It was a very good, that that time when all those movies came out, it was an awful lot of very good films. Yeah, good time for time. cinema. Um, yeah. But uh, my relationship with Joan Jarmusch that you pointed out there is one that is long and <laughs> enjoyed by me like since Stranger of Paradise was mm. uh, the first film that I saw by him which was no sorry Dead Man was uh, the first one I that I saw I was actually wondering if you'd seen Dead Man because I think that would have been another interesting choice just from the kind of like and, oh yeah Westerns yeah. Yeah, coming back to, <laughs> to last week uh, but yeah Dead Man like blew my mind his movies always surprise me even when I know that he directed it and knowing his Uber as you described i like that word um like get that uh, down by law it is amazing i love benini and tom waits in it and what's his name uh the other guy the jazz singer no, not the jazz singer the movie with neil diamond oh, who's the other person uh, in that film it's uh john lurie yeah who also had a fishing show that is very <laughs> strange i think wasn't jarmusch on that once? yeah I yeah think, <laughs> Uh, it's the weirdest like Tom Waits is in one episode <laughs> has like this weird like but they're like soundtrack. on a boat they're like on a yeah, boat yeah yeah it's a, a lake proper fishing, fishing show like, actually fishing on the it has like one of these weird uh, like living TV intros like fishing with John <laughs> or fishing with but um, coming back to this movie because that is one of the wildest digressions that I've done. Uh, <laughs> tangent and tired there from the the opening moment when uh, he wakes up without an alarm I'm like I hate this guy already uh, <laughs> uh, him and his little sleeping pattern and his loving wife and his little perfect <laughs> life and his little oh I'm gonna go here and everything is wonderful and, like issues uh, with the society and like with the city of Patterson itself are alluded to but it's kept like in the background kind of thing yeah I'm like uh he has such a content life and happy life and i'm like the prick what did he do to deserve this no i love the movie uh, but, um, 
I was like, I'm not, you're, not, I'm not feeling the sincerity of your supposed hatred here. Uh. No, no, I still hate him, but it's more jealousy. Like uh, it's born out of jealousy. It's, it's kind funny of... that you would feel jealous of like, but that's kind of the point of it, really. That like he is just content. He is a man. Yeah, he has like, a content life. It's yeah, like... he's like, oh, well, he has like what many people would describe a crappy job. Like, uh, but mostly that be uh, right wingers going like, oh, why doesn't he pull himself by the bootstraps? Because like, but a, even like the. House even nice. say like the sorry to, but to kind of like dig into that a bit of like the idea of like oh you know he's a bus driver but he writes poetry like this is so yeah, that brings him above uh, yeah his profession or even just like the fact that oh that like, like a bus driver could possibly write poetry it's like well like i, I don't think that i don't think film's doing that but i mean that's what kind of people's strange reaction to yeah. it was despite people who are like completely lauding the film but kind of being like that kind of intro of like you know oh, oh. he's a movie character it's like yeah. jesus i fix printers but i write poetry admittedly worse than, <laughs> than other drivers <laughs> in this uh yeah like uh, i really liked it. i don't think it's a lightweight movie but it's the kind of movie that just uh, sits like you have to let it simmer a bit yeah and it's not let's say it, it probably has as much to be talked about than something like the draftman's contract yeah but when you finish watching it it feels a lot less consequential than that film mm. and then as you let you're sit with it, it as it goes light, along it has yeah. a lightness yeah like even finding a method man in it yeah <laughs> big shout out playing as himself it's down as method man as method man <laughs> oh god um. and all the the references to uh <laughs> to Abbott and Costello <laughs> yeah I love all, I love that that whole thing though of, um, what, like, who's the first oh, who's the second <laughs> no well, what's on second I love the idea though of, of kind of uh, like the wall of famous people yeah. uh, all these famous people like you're like the bartender the, oh I love him the guy who owns the bar um, like uh all these famous people that come from Patterson and the fact that he's even called Patterson and that, you know, he's constantly talking about and somebody Patterson goes and Patterson. like, Oh, that's a, and yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's like a sick joke. But, um, but that Patterson himself is like, he's almost like he would look, he's almost like he would be content to like stand at the edge of the frame of his own movie. You know what I mean? But like, not that he lacks confidence. Well, like he literally does in the Method Man scene and lets the yeah. dog look at Method Man. And then when the, when the, when Method Man realizes that he has an audience, he turns around and is like, where's your human? Scene. And then he pops up. What this movie feels like. Mm. And it might be a coincidence that it's set in New Jersey. It feels like a movie based on a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> you know, like the blue collar worker, love, yeah. all these things. But like it, in, a, in, in a really kind of charming, yeah, interesting way. Like, like not his, in, that kind of uh, heartfelt actually, storytelling without... Just as you said that, it actually kind of reminds me, although this is a much sadder and much more kind of like you know topical gritty kind of thing is um show me a hero show me a hero i haven't seen that um Um, which is has very prominent yeah it's um with uh, oscar isaacs it's actually it's brilliant it's a miniseries really really good but uh set in yonkers but um it has a very similar vibe, I think, as well of how it uh, it treats its its neighborhoods, and I think that this is um, very very Jarmushian, <laughs> which, I like, which I like saying. But even in because uh, obviously it's like a lot of his films where they're they're very like very interested in place 
and the idea of place and people's relationship to places. But this is, in, in a sense, I think that is a return, not to form per se, because like something like Only Lovers Left Alive, which I haven't seen yet. Yeah. Um, because you told me not to watch it as well because of the podcast, because you hadn't decided which one to pick yet. Well, no, yeah, well, I so knew now I was I'm gonna, allowed. I knew I'm not I was gonna, gonna wait the six first. months or whatever to to what? wait only. That's not the rules. Uh, it is the rules. You can't wait six months or whatever. Okay. Uh, but but um, going back uh, to this movie, uh, the you have something like Gold Dog, Way of the Samurai, yeah. and with the exception of Broken Flowers, perhaps uh, the one with Bill Murray that he mm. did, which I love as well. Uh, his movies have kind of reverted to not reverted had moved to something that from a style that he developed with that man that it's kind of heightened reality yeah um that it, they he it's dri- set in he a kind different of drifted world did a yeah. bit i think not necessarily in a bad that, way that's what i'm saying that it's not a uh, <laughs> an issue with quality it's just with the theme or, or the way of approaching the things that he does in this movie uh, the another movie that reminded me of that this is far better than mm. is a movie called Smoke, that it is about um, Harvey Keitel owns this cigar shop in New York. Yeah, and it's just about people hanging out in the cigar shop and how their lives like interchange. And that he has this great. Who did I, that? I can't remember the name of the director, and he has this thing that. Uh, Harvey Keitel goes out every morning and takes a picture of the shop at the same time. So you see, like, and he has the pictures on the wall so you can see the history of the shop. Even though the shop doesn't change, you see the fashion, like people that would hang around, people that will always, like, yeah, will have yeah, the routine like going these little by. moments in time and then spread out across a kind of a... Yeah, and the, like the montage almost. Yeah, and the 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 flood that the that movie had is that eventually it remembers that it is a movie and, feels and has the need to, to to have some drama, insert some plot. Like yeah. I think that it's like a long lost child shows up or oh, no. some shit like that, and you're like watching it, and you're like, I wish that it was just that, the people. Yeah. Uh, did you picked up the uh, the picture? His. Um, on uh, his mantelpiece, Adam Driver's like the character. He's, Patterson's a, he's character. a marine. Yeah, but that's an actual picture yeah, because Adam Driver, Driver was, was a marine. marine. I was actually going to ask. Separate five. That was going to be one of my questions, actually. Um, yeah, that was just before I had, like, um, well, my question was going to be, what do you think of the fact that he was a marine and like, you know, that, what does that kind of tell you about his character? And then the point of like them really clearly showing you that he was once a marine, even though he kind of has, I feel, anyways, that he has the sort of once you see it the photo and you kind of even before say the altercation in um the bar where he fucking pins your man immediately which is uh which i think is also kind of funny for his character because it's like he's finally got the chance to be the hero but at the end there was no need to be the hero because it's a fake gun but it's um, not even a pellet gun it's yeah, like a styrofoam <laughs> like foam. i love that as a bartender's just like <laughs> It's so a funny it, it feels like it should, it's like this one stupidly dramatic scene that it's completely like taking the piss of itself. But um, yeah, my question was just going to be like, what do you think that, that the idea that he is a Marine kind of says about his character? Well, like uh, obviously it's a film about Americana uh, mm-hmm. and especially small town America is very militaristic. And in like the opportunities you have, you see so many uh, Dalit 
derelict factories and such in Patterson. Uh, but it also gives him like a, a bit of um, a more uh, outside of you of the city because he would have spent time even if, away. Yeah. yeah, even if it was just basic t training. By the time you qualify as a marine, it's six seven months that you're going to Paris Island and then to other deployments. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a big chunk of your life, and he's obviously still quite young. So yeah, and uh, like. It's not mentioned, but uh, unlike Driver that had like an injury that similar to what's his face, uh, Snow, um, hmm? not John Snow, uh, Snowden. Oh uh, yeah, Snowden so he was, was like, like honorably he was, discharged or yeah whatever. because of injury. Yeah. So uh, in a way, even it's not mentioned that. So I think that it implies that he might have seen a couple tour duties, perhaps in Iraq or Afghanistan or. Hmm. And it gives, I don't know if it is like PTSD in itself, but like how he avoids confrontation even with his girlfriend that, um, that he, the cheese and Brussels sprouts, uh, which sounds pie. amazing, yeah, but by it the looks way. like the droyest fucking oh thing God. ever. Like, I would, how have eat, can... I would have eaten the whole thing, I don't know, like, conceptually, it yeah. sounds okay, amazing, yeah. but how, how it looked and like how it took him, like. 10 minutes to swallow it <laughs> and three glasses of water <laughs> but even with the confrontation when he brings down your man it, it felt automatic or something that he had, didn't only, even realize what he was doing it was like yeah but not only automatic it's almost like he's become a super passive person because he knows the anger that lies beneath that yeah. he might have like realized uh, uh, part of the self-inflection and of like how his poems are as well. Some of the words about it, like that they're love poems in a lot, of, but the imagery sometimes are quite violent. Even like dealing with fire and like breaking yeah, or things. Dark, and, I would say maybe more yeah. than violent. Kind yeah, of. but with the certain violent um, action almost. Uh, yeah, not yeah. In itself, it like even when he's talking about inanimate objects. Yeah. And there's uh, that darkness uh, comes from implication of something darker but the, the possible source of violence but i think it's one of those layers that jarmus is so good at doing that mm. he just puts it there just for you to make there. whatever you yeah. want from it um part of that is the that cinema verite kind of style that he sometimes utilizes the yeah. the actor in itself brings that on yeah. as well so it's part that, casting that's it part. like he is so perfect for this it's as if the film was written alongside him or for him or you know what i mean that like that this idea like i think um i read somewhere that jarmusch wrote this based on conversations he'd actually overheard like that the conversations he hears on the bus and stuff are like things yeah. that he actually heard um so that adds another level of like it feels almost as if like Jarmusch was Patterson once, just yeah. driving around observing this particular place. Slightly or... cooler looking Patterson. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I I love all those little moments on the bus, um, and just like with the kids and the, like all of the conversations. Which one was your favorite? I kind of I I love the two kids probably because they are the kids from Moonrise Kingdom. They're I actually anarchists. Meant, I actually went to check if um. If uh, where that that I like where the idea came from, or if like you know if there's like a kind of a story behind that, why he decided to put them well, like, in, or I, I, don't I know. reckon the it, it's <clears> just 
getting kid kid actors is so tough and then just bringing them in like Jarmusch like he's popped in and like in cameos in other people's yeah. movies as well so I think he's that kind of person that just rings up somebody going like do you want to be in my movie oh like, yeah it's uh, like an afternoon shooting like you yeah, just they just go yeah he probably liked Moonrise Kingdom and it's yeah. just uh, and as well like it's an interesting link as well if you have the yeah. history because they're playing like the most uh, uh, self uh self-aggrandizing kids you know like most teenage people you can be because you're like oh we're anarchists do you yeah. think that there's but other anarchists like... <laughs> in Patterson besides the two of us you kind of like... get the feeling though that she's kind of like a, you know a real anarchist but he's just kind of like yeah we're anarchists uh, yeah, <laughs> like, like just go... I'm just going along with what you say <laughs> and then like at the end she's like oh uh my class is at three o'clock. That they're anarchists, but they still yeah. have this regimental <laughs> idea of skill. Um, my favorite one was the two uh, constructor construction workers yeah. talking about girls and how they know uh, what they wanted, but they had like whatever excuse not to to pursue it. I was just really tired, you know. Yeah. I had to work, so I went home, you know. Yeah, like but she went into the door. And it was like <laughs> it was just talking and stuff, and it's so real. And as well because you think that that kind of conversation would disappear the older you get, but it doesn't. No, you just and think, it's the fact that they both know and they both know that they know but it's like this weird show of like like masculine kind of like bullshittery i'm on your corner you're you you could pretend to be that guy and we'll leave the boss feeling better about ourselves you know (laughs) like yeah it's just those little observations and like all the scenes in the bar were like just they're so just it's the lightness of these little scenes and they're so simple but you're like so much is being very quietly said but not even really said just kind of implied you know and like the little interactions with even say um like the two the two brothers and like just the briefest little scene and like just all his little interactions with um with the bartender as well and like just it's but it brings again to the to the ford the and the theme there about art for the sake of art. And I think that even with the uh, constant reminder of the, the poet that wrote about Patterson, what was his name now? William... Carlos Williams? Yeah. Or Carlos Williams Carlos? <laughs> William Carlos Williams, yeah. <laughs> the, I think that Patterson, not the movie, the character, <laughs> or the town, the character, is confusing sometimes. <laughs> Uh, the Patterson knows that if he becomes in any shape or form slightly famous, mm. as a lo- even as a local poet, and stops being Patterson the bus driver, he won't be able to be doing those observations because it's the same as a documentary filmmaker yeah, that, like when, he, yeah, when he sits down with a girl and she's like, "Oh, do you like poetry?" He doesn't go, "I'm a poet" as no, well. No, he's no, just like, he's, "I like poetry," and he's completely and like her, letting, yeah. yeah. And just like quietly, just and I love that as well. That like it's just this every step of the way, it's the idea of like Patterson is just this like all round great guy, and like but not even like that. He's like he's just so simply a decent person that like when he he's kind of like, are you okay? Like you know, are you are you here by yourself? You know, kind of like in this kind of weird sort of industrial part of town, and like so he's so kind of like open and nice that she just like reads him her poem, and it's like 
But yeah, it's like this beautiful poem, and then like him then like completely observing everything she says, and then kind of like really thinking about it as she says it, and then later on like sort of reciting it then to um like when the th- I love all the little all the little things you know with like the waterfall and the twins everywhere and yeah like all those like slightly little surreal. But I think it's it's like they're, they're he lives in the Lynchum nightmare that is actually <laughs> yeah. a good dream. <laughs> but I love that that it, it has that very like very like real portrayal of like real life and how it's all so much so mundane and so much about routine but also like captures the kind of rhythm of life and yeah, kind like of like the weird like little coincidences movie almost yeah a little bit like king of the road or like yeah. alice in the cities that it is it has a story but just nominally like just to, yeah. to say it has a story and yeah like I think that there are very minor flaws with the movie, but they're yeah, yeah. minor. Yeah, I want to get to those because I'm curious. Like, uh, for one, even though the scene actually plays out okay uh, in itself, I didn't like the effort gun scene. Yeah. Uh, I think that, like, especially because of the way how they plant Everett's relationship with uh, his uh, desired one, let's say, the, the one that he's obsessing with. <laughs> But I think it would have been more interesting if he was a little bit more together as a person than bringing a pallet gun into a bar. And as well, it's yeah. America, so you could get shot by the bartender. You never know if he has like a son of shotgun under, yeah. under the, I don't, the counter. Yeah, I, I feel like he, he, they could have had some kind of altercation that didn't require to be that dramatic. Because yeah. I do think then like the scene after that that he has with Everett when he runs into him. And like it's like it's outside the bar, it's in daylight, and like Everett still looks like a completely broken man. But like he sort of steps outside himself to kind of realize that like Patterson is upset. Like Patterson, the guy, he's so like steady and you know like this like just this local guy that is like all around good guy. Yeah. You know, it's like he's suddenly just like, "Geez, you okay?" <laughs> That's a I love that little in, in like um interaction. But yeah, I I, I, I see where you're coming from. I can't. Like, even if it was just a, like. Let's say he breaks a point class mm. and goes to do something stupid that way. That it is even more because it's actually a weapon, but it's not pre- uh, premeditated in yeah, a way yeah. that like but bring he went in there gun. with yeah. the yeah like and even as what what what's he gonna get out of that because he's not there to rob the place yeah you know what I mean. And he's like, oh, I'm going to kill myself. So, like, somebody's going to stop him or he's not going to well, be I able guess, to blow his I brains. I guess in his mind, he never meant to kill himself. Like, it's not no, like... No, obviously, but, but no, there's but no like, end on that. Yeah. Well, it's like, just, like, assume that, like, because it's like, oh, she'll be like, don't kill yourself, Everett. You know, that kind of... I don't know, like, well, like, why does anybody threaten to kill themselves when someone breaks up with them, even though yeah, they like, have even no intention if you, of did that like it's not the issue of doing it it's just because it's a fake gun is that there's no yeah there's no like way i know that crazy people do crazy things and like it's not that maybe he just maybe just i don't know couldn't get a real gun but the fact is that in the movie doesn't sit well like Mm. the for that character is not that bad but But it's like he's so secondary that it doesn't really like his point in the movie is really to reflect things about Patterson yeah and being at the same time a full-fledged character but it's not to overstep 
his line and become like actually affect the movie in a way that it, it shouldn't go i think mm. so i don't know exactly how to fix that that, that whole thing but i it kind of and i don't disagree completely with the fact that the dog eats his journal mm. And I love that fucking dog. It's like when when they I come don't in. I like you, Marvin. <laughs> oh, when they go in, like he's just behind the, oh the wall God. hiding. When they my, go favorite, in. my favorite moment is like, <laughs> I think it's one of the last times that he goes to like fix the mailbox and you can actually see him at the window and he's yeah. just there like, <laughs> like watching him fix it. It's like he's actually deliberately doing this. I don't like you, Marvin. Well, uh, when they come in from their date night on... Uh, they see the the carnage, but they don't understand what it is yet. And Marvin is just looking sheepishly <laughs> around the corner, and they start touching the the remains of the journal, and he just legs it to the back. <laughs> oh, did you do this, Marvin? I don't have an issue with like I I didn't like that the dog did it because then the dog became like a plot point yeah when until then the the reason for the dog was like a part of his life and then like i think that i would have worked i don't disagree completely with the losing under journal even though there's a couple moments that too many times that she keeps mentioning it's your only copy of this that yeah you're like oh something but but let's say even when the uh, the bus breaks down yeah Let's say if, because he always carries the journal, puts it underneath, it or, yeah. left it, somebody comes in and it goes missing. And then it's this kind of weird thing, limbo even for the character that but you don't even quite... have the fi- finality of knowing that all your poetry is gone. Mm. That, uh, because without the journal disappearing, you don't have the beautiful ending with the Japanese guy. Yeah, like you need to have it there because that is... Yeah, yeah, you need it to have this, uh, for it to disappear to continue his... Nice content, fuck you, Patterson Live. But it's like <laughs> even when something bad happens, it's just to open a new door of yeah. of interesting things and beauty and such. But the, just to go back to um, what you're saying there, the the thing that actually the only thing that really bothered me the first time I watched it was um, actually the character of Laura. Um, I, I she just she like she irked me a little bit. I, I, I thought that like, I don't know. I just in like that first watch, I sort of warmed to her more on the second viewing when it, you were like, cause I, I think she felt too full on and irritating and like manic pixie dream girl or something in the first watch. And then in the second watch, I really warmed her because she really is kind of like the yin. I hate this phrase, but like the yin to his yang. You know what I mean? Like she is, and like particularly not just like their sort of personalities, but even like how they approach their own like artistic process or artistic outlet or whatever that like she is so scattershot and he is so routinely focused on, you know what I mean? Like he nearly writes at the same time every day. You know what I mean? She's just obviously a, a very creative person as well, but there's like no focus whatsoever. Um, but at the same time, actually, in the second viewing especially, it really made me think of um, uh, Away We Go and how like that's kind of a film of where there is a relationship that is just steady. Like, it's just... I haven't seen that movie. Okay, well, it's... it's I mean, that's it's not really a massive spoiler or anything but basically it's like because i remember whenever sam mendes made that film that he said that like what he wanted to do was make a film where it was like a road trip movie with a couple but let the couple don't break up like that's not about that you know what i mean and like this is kind of like that kind of portrayal of of a couple that 
it's not world-round romance. It's not, you know, dramatic breaking up. It's not, it's people that have just, they love each other and are comfortable completely in each other's faults and each other's flaws and each other's, and you know, inadequacies. And their company And they're well. just, yeah, and it's like that. And even, I think, like, like, it's personified in lots of different ways, but, like, very much so in all those shots at, like, the beginning of each different, like, day and each little vignette of them waking up and, like, the real kind of, like, uh, you know, just the, like, the, the day-to-day workings of a marriage or a relationship or a couple that live together. And it's just these... There's, you know, like there's nothing, there's nothing dramatic about it. It's just like this quiet little observation. Well, like that's the, the the why I had an issue with the the big gun scene. But going back to his relationship with Laura, like I think that it is a a very uh, realistic portrayal of a relationship that she. It, I really liked her as a character by herself, but I also really liked what she. Uh, well, her presence and the actor's take and yeah, drama really stakes like on the character actress. says about the rest of the movie mm. not only the yin and the yang of their relationship but the yin and the yang of the themes of this movie that her artistic uh, endeavors are always like money making schemes it's like yeah. oh, 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 it's <laughs> like pinking the brain yeah like oh I'll be, uh, have a cupcakes i'll have the, yeah. the drapes uh I'll, look, I'll be a country singer and then i'll be rich and but all of them felt like like you said that she has like 10 things going at the, at the same time but that they have a thorough line and her life it's like he's the one that is interested in her she doesn't come in and say oh this is my cupcake idea yeah he's just trying to keep track of all her plots yeah <laughs> but at the same time is she only mentions them when he asks yeah and, and she but they, they talk on. kind of equally about each, each other's, other's days each yeah. other's lives and each other's plans which is quite nice. Yeah, and it's also that she kind of, because she's more scatterbrained, she, he laughs first, and then when she's done talking about her crazy day that has no routine, she'll be, oh, how was your day? Unless Patterson will come in a bit, like, droopy-eyed because he looked like a a, 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 a hound dog or something. <laughs> that such is such a great face. Oh, my God. He just, like, he just needs long ears, like, droopy <laughs> long ears, like he's a dog. No. But beautiful. Oh my god, he's so handsome. Uh, With the weirdest face ever, like it's weird. It's one of those combinations of like features that should not work, but But it's just like his face. Yeah. But but it's also like his charisma and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. He's great screen presence. But uh, it's the 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 art creation that she wants to learn music, not to learn music, is because she wants to be a country star. Yeah. I had this country star life. Well, he just wants to write poetry because he lo- enjoys the process of writing poetry. Yeah. And it's just his thing. And he even shares with her s- some poetry, but only when it's ready. And it's, like, ready for her. Yeah. And that's, like, an audience of one is big enough for him. That's all he needs, yeah. And I think that she, if she was as good as he is in poetry... If she was a great country singer, but just sang to him or yeah. knew like by recording, that wouldn't satisfy her. Yeah. But the movie uh, 
says that both are okay. Yeah, it's just, there's no point for either one being judged for how they view what they do. And even like, I think you're right that they're all kind of like money-making schemes, but I think as well that like, she just has that thing of like, you know, she is constantly making things, but even like where she's like decorating their house, that's just... You know what I mean? Because she almost like can't sit still because she's just like, oh, you know, there's a shower curtain I haven't decorated, you know? And it's like her like really, when you see her painting and how like she's just loving every freaking moment of it, like yeah. just, you know what I mean? Like, and she's literally just doing stripes on the door or whatever, you know, that it's, um, yeah, like it's, it's there's nothing judgmental of, of either of them, of them. But I, I'm surprised that you felt like the manic pixie dream girl vibe on the first one uh, yeah. especially because no, no, wait wait like, let me finish the question okay. especially sorry <laughs> but, <laughs> let me finish order no it's because otherwise you'll be answering not the question I'm asking sorry I do that a lot <laughs> the especially uh, I'm surprised that you uh, had the manic pixie dream girl vibe because the way that I took the characters that Patterson wasn't there, I can imagine her living in that world uh, Jarmusch created. Yeah. And even being the main character in the movie that doesn't involve uh, romantic... Like, yeah. You can make an entire movie just about her schemes and how even end at the same level that nothing has happened, but just follow her to like the cupcake yeah thing and like her yeah, gratitude that scene stuff. actually whenever she goes and she's going to with the cupcakes i was like why are you not going with her i was like i want to see the farmer's market where they sell the cupcakes i'm just picturing patterson being like yeah you know like cupcakes <laughs> you know like um yeah okay i think my girl is the wrong is the wrong phrase because obviously that that does and like when my first re- reading of it i didn't feel it wasn't that i was kind of like um you know, oh, she's not a real, she doesn't feel like a real character and that she's only there to serve his creativity or whatever because at the same time, like, she obviously takes inspiration from her but Patterson is observing everything. Everything is giving him, you know, the this, this small little observations of everything within his life that he sees which is kind of why being a bus driver is, like, the best job for him, really, because... Surprised he doesn't crash as often. As oh, yeah, well, I suppose it's like when you're on, like, the same route all the time. It's like... like yeah, but it's the narrowest fucking streets ever for a bus. That's true. There are certain moments, actually, it was probably, like, the only tenseness, except for maybe the gun scene, uh, whenever, like, he's, like, there's just loads of scenes of, like, him pulling around really narrow corners, and I'm just like, oh, how can he do that, that boss? But, um, but he has those big feet, so they're perfect for driving. <laughs> he doesn't have accordion feet. Uh, uh, no, accordion boss. Yeah. <laughs> I love that with the, oh, it's so great. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was just she just bothered me a little in the in the, in the first view because she was just so like full on and, and very like counterpoint to him and um yeah i i, I think it wasn't that like Perhaps as well it's because you're more of a of a patterson type of person that you're a, li- a little <laughs> bit more reverse and observant than like uh, like you do always have like a million projects on the go but you're not as exuberant about them or like uh, you don't exteriorize as much as she does i don't I think, want you don't exteriorize like as yeah, much may- emotion. Maybe, and, yeah. And so yeah, I think maybe people like that, I'm kind of like afraid of them or something. I'm like, ah. And like, <laughs> it's like when you encounter people like that in real life, it's almost that you're like, that you're not real though. So then whenever you see it in a film, you're like, they're not real. You know, it's like, even though there are obviously people like that who would completely exist. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I don't know. But then the second time I was just like, completely warmed to the whole her character and i completely agree that she feels 
even though she gets less screen time than he does, she feels very much a very prominent character and that she is very, very real and very, that you can imagine her there, even if they didn't have scenes of her by herself, like in the house, that yeah. you could imagine her there and what she's doing and, you know. Uh, like, yeah, like his entire life, jealous. <laughs> Like, oh, I even want like, the bar, I want the beer. Like, the, like where they live. I don't know, like the little, like yeah. the little house, but their house is so cute. And then like the walk up the street is yeah. like, because they're up in like a hill. Yeah. And it really made me think of, um, there was something kind of like LA or even kind of like European, like that kind of like in the, in the hills oh, those kind are of like thing of it. Complete opposite to no, European No, but I mean like LA. European as in like Spanish or something, like Spanish countryside. Like when you're up in the hills and those very windy tight roads yeah. or even like say if you're in like the Hollywood Hills or whatever, you know what I mean? Like those very tight, narrow and like looking down over the city and it's yeah. all very quiet, very residential. But like, yeah, just like his little walk. the fact that they and, have a car and she obviously could drop him home or drop him but to he work, but he yeah. walks, yeah. Uh, and what do you think of the the other driver, the uh, not Adam driver? <laughs> it's so confusing. <laughs> um, oh, the the Indian guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Keeps up. Um, I don't know. I think he's like. I think it's interesting how like um, is it on like the very like the one of the last days, maybe like Thursday or Friday, when he just kind of looks at Patterson and kind of goes, "Oh, you don't want to hear," <laughs> you know? It's like I don't know. He's kind of like. Is I what he's there is kind of like a counterpoint of like how you can be so content with really very little and then like how other people are just, you know, despite the fact this guy has like, you know, he has a family, he has like all these people, he has like a job, you know, but like just will for probably forever, no matter what's going well in his life, hate everything that's going on. Like, oh, my cat has cancer. You know, it's like, well, like I think that and it- I suppose needing to talk about it as well. You know, that's like the complete opposite of what how Patterson would deal with bad things happening to him, I would imagine. Yeah, but at the same time, it's, uh, I, th- I think it's an interesting uh, counterpoint as well with Patterson, the fact that if he hadn't met randomly the Japanese guy to give him the contentment again, mm. I, I would think that he would be stuck in a rut because he can't vocalize about his own life. It's uh, yeah. about his own issues, even when he, Laura is, uh, should I give you time? Should I give you this? It takes him ages he to decide quite, to go on a walk yeah, by himself. Yeah, he can't quite decide how to deal with it. But also, it's uh, I like how realistic it is in the fact of like having to be that upfront because if you're drivers and you obviously you're not on the same route yeah. so you have to be very to the point yeah. when you're chewing <laughs> how's fat. your life how's your life <laughs> yeah or even if you were to talk about a film or something if you're a bus driver in that scenario yeah you would be going straight to the meat of the movie you wouldn't be like starting talking about like russell crowe sandals and gladiator you just <laughs> you just go to uh, <laughs> Talk about how cool the, first, the ending is. Is that the first something? random thing that popped into your head? Yeah, for thing? some reason. Um, because nothing says Jim Jammers like a really Scott Joy. Um, uh, what do you think of the ending? Oh. I I I like it like a lot. Um, I think that I think it might possibly go on too long, um, like just slightly. But I remember sitting in the cinema. I was a bit kind of like, "What's gonna?" Like, I kind of felt a bit mystified by it as it, as it began. But then, as you kind of think about it more and more, it's like his whole thing of like even writing poetry in Japanese, where it, it will never be translated because poetry in translation is what? What's the? What does he actually say? Like the quote that? 
it's oh what was that it? it loses everything or something i can't remember what the actual code is but uh, like he gives it like a really good analogy or something yeah, it's yeah. like uh something like trying to fire a gun with like your uh, yeah yeah with your shoe or something it's just, i can't it's remember something perfect yeah uh i think it's all like that it has the perfect little um i think maybe the actual bit where uh, the, 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 he's talking to the Japanese guy it might be slightly too long and your man keeps saying your man's name a bit too much as well but I think then once he's left that's very end section when he's just sitting and then he finally takes out the pen clicks it and then starts writing it's like so perfect just like the perfect little movement of it that it's like just like you know, that he's had enough time to kind of like mull over exactly what he's kind of been thinking when he's been talking to this guy. And then just like, you know, being able to get back to that point and suddenly he's been presented with the the means to to get back to where he, he was kind of and then just kind of going flick and then going. You know, it's like, yeah. it feels very, very nicely paced. Well, like I, I disagree with you in the sense of the, the scene being too long. I think it yeah. is a perfect length perfect dialogue perfect acting i think it is um yeah i love that um when he originally takes out the notebook to give to him that you're not sure if it's a book or a notebook or what and he kind of hands it to him and he kind of flips it through it and he's like ah it's a, it's a notebook but like this beautiful little like hand bound like with bamboo little notebook that's like perfect yeah but like every dialogue even like the way that he says the name over and over. I'm not mm. 100% familiar with uh, how the structure of Japanese language works, but mm. it's almost like he hasn't, he's still th- that sense of the translation of the yeah. way he he speaks. He's still translating his thoughts the same way that his poetry can't be translated. I suppose as well like he that almost it's, asks a few times. It's a bit more stilted than, yeah, yeah I suppose as well that he almost it's more asks formal, a couple times. So. He almost asks a couple of times for Patterson almost complete his thoughts because he can't yeah. get to the perfect point that he very quickly realizes the kindred of spirits that they're there. Yeah. And I like the, the whole... Uh, not bookend, but... Um, it's like a nice little arc, I think, between yeah. when he initially goes to sit down and he's very, sorry, polite, is it okay if I sit down, to finally, like, giving him the book in, like, a very... Which is kind of intimate, really, that, you know, like, I know, you know, you can now write your poetry kind of thing. You know that it's it's like a nice little... It's like a perfect little... But uh, I think that the Japanese poet is Adrian Driver's twin. yeah. Like in the sense of the how they kindred spirits, yeah, but not only kindred spirits is that it's really a twin, but from a different culture. They're like the same, yeah, which plays into the, the twin thing. Yeah, like that's where I was sitting there. Is yeah, the yeah. is almost the only difference is like the cultural thing of him being from Patterson and blue collar. Yeah, and him being Japanese yeah, and proper. It, that, it makes sense because he also won't. He's just right, you know, his poems are so important to him, but he's not. But even more, it gives the the bigger themes in the in the film. Mm. Uh, it gives a, a more weight in the way that you, you describe the movie as not unconsequential to like cinema as a whole, but also thematically. Yeah. That Patterson is not unique. Yeah. And the only thing that shifts is where you were born kind of thing and that that kind of person is everywhere Mm. 
but you, you just don't see you wouldn't them. even know it because yeah. they are because they don't open going like I'm a poet yeah and they're not you know what I mean and like in the very modern sense of it perhaps I don't have like an Instagram account and, yeah you know like obviously he doesn't even have pa- a phone yeah Patterson doesn't have a cell phone like he's completely kind of yeah yeah it is like it, it it's funny because this is the kind of film where it's almost like especially when nothing really truly dramatic has happened like how how do you end a film like that? You know that it's I think it's perfect even in the arc or the pacing and the tone of the movie to yeah. end it oh, the God, way the that it does. The pacing is just so good. Like because it's not short. Like it's about 2 hours I think. And but like if it were short it would be terrible. Uh no, but I mean that like no, what it I mean, feels the right Yeah, you know like it mean? feels like the the right amount but yeah. at the same time it feels like 2 hours. It's not a movie that flies by. No, but at the but same time you're not you're not like oh god, you know what I mean? It doesn't drag really. So you want to stay in his life and yeah. not go back to your own shitty malcontent <laughs> <Jesus>. life. <laughs> you had a very like <laughs> dramatic reaction to this like while thinking about your own life jesus i like um, it's a, what good art does the yeah. same way that good poetry does that that is like yeah, i think that is no um coincidence obviously because it is referred two or three times uh, emily dickinson as well yeah yeah so i think that she's my favorite that uh that it is a movie that invites self-reflection of why are you discontent with certain aspects of your life? Yeah. And what would you do to get to the point that Patterson is, but also portrays a movie that his life is not perfect. Yeah. Especially because at some point, I think... And he's not be an, perfect yeah. either. Like the... But like in particular with their marriage, is that you understand that there's one week in their marriage and there'll be, there'll be high points or low points mm. in the future as well because it is a quite realistic portrayal of a relationship. And also that, in a way, if they continue in the same vein and don't change throughout, like the the differences will become bigger and bigger. Like that, somewhere they're gonna have to compromise and meet in the yeah, middle a little like bit. Like they will both have to change, and in yeah. some, you know, like they're as they get older and their relationship develops and whatever. So, but yeah, it's just it like a good foundation to get there, kind of thing. Yeah, and you I feel think like they a, will survive it. Yeah, in yeah. A nice well, but it did give way. me hope to like because he's what in the movie meant to be mid thirty, like early thirties. Mm, yeah, I was thought like late twenties. Yeah, maybe like thirty. So I still have time. <laughs> <laughs> not much. Are you trying to are you trying to make him older to feel better about yourself? Yeah, yeah I was like, he's definitely not in his thirties. Forty two in the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have decades uh what was your no not even decades anymore i'm so old uh what was my favorite thing uh-huh. uh, something that i didn't mention even it's the cinematography how matter oh, of fact it God, is and yeah. how it really sits it just sits there and lets you breathe but everything is pretty but not trying to be pretty yeah. it's just like it really create the sense of the life like even how it looks at faces and places and it allows the editing to be as uh, as slow yeah. and uh, no way intrusive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was your favorite thing? Um, I think probably like um, the mood that this film has. Yeah. You know, like just the tone of it, the mood of it. Like it kind of made me think actually of because um, it was happened to me the other day when I was like it was kind of like the evening time and it was like kind of one of those warmer evenings and uh, I was like walking down to Tesco and you know that kind of thing you have sometimes. Well, I don't know if other people get this, but 
anyways of like walking down the street and suddenly being very kind of aware that you're like alive in the world you know what I mean like in how so often you just sort of like troop around not really paying much attention to things and like someone went past on a bike and the kids walked past and then like a car did a weird maneuver and it was like all these things of like and this real like sense of like something things happening and like all the different and then it just sort of went away and I forgot and got distracted by whatever I was doing but you know like those little little like just a little there's small a, moments of, of I think that you're there's like, a German oh, expression <laughs> Uh, for it, I can't remember w- what country it has, is. The kind of thing that you can't explain in English that it's yeah, yeah. Uh, that but that's what I'm getting at. That there's a expression yeah, in I an, just jumped ahead. Fast forward. This is a melancholically paced podcast, Orla. <laughs> uh, that there's a an expression in let's say Finnish for just to okay to say for the sake of saying, but a hundred percent is not Finnish. <laughs> That it's a <laughs> word that just signifies the realization that comes every so often. That everybody that you see, all the strangers that you see while you're walking around, have their own internal life. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. That has. A, it's a great word as yeah. well. Yeah, I know what you mean, but I can't. Remember yeah, you the can word put it in the fucking podcast yeah, now. Yeah, I will. <laughs> so, and say what country it is from. And uh, not Finland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What was well, your, more specific um, than that. <laughs> what was your uh, least favorite thing? Uh, the way they make me feel about my own life. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, I don't need this movie to make me feel that way. Uh, Jesus now, Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that it is like the two moments that I mentioned before that it is like the, the dog eating the book. Uh, even though I don't have a problem with the dog being picaresque or even part of the reason why the book disappears. Yeah. Even if it was something like, oh, yeah. It's just the execution of it. I yeah. They, I, yeah. I, I, I think it's they just made him, his reason to be there before the same way that Laura was, is that it's part mm. of his life. Mm. And then that Not moment made point, it, yeah. yeah. And and also the, the action thing, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your la- least favorite thingy? Um, I don't know, this is like this is not like a fault in the pro in the film, but it's like sometimes I feel that like when I'm watching movies and I'm searching for like really great movies that I'm always like looking for things that not necessarily make me feel like this, but films that just give you a a real sense of something and a real mood and a real like make you really think about things and so rarely do films really deliver on that because like I remember whenever I went to go see this that I was kind of it was almost like a little bit like, oh, is this actually because at that point, like it had already been getting very, very good reviews. And I was like, is this really going to live up to? And it really did. And that doesn't always happen. And it's like, yeah. So that kind of like general despair, I think. <laughs> but, well, this, but it's not really a fault of the movie. But, but it's what but makes it's, it's, it special. Yeah, it because otherwise... Special, uh, so. It's not a fault, really. It's a, it's a... Yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of a feeling that I love when you forget that you're watching a movie that I had to actually like skim around the movie to... Uh, figure out why I liked it because you, you can just sit there and you're like just taking mm, it in yeah. you're just but uh but comparing this for uh sake as we do sometimes with other uh films that we've done if you compare this to let's say girlhood or uh in particular girlhood that it's the slice of life 
kind of like with the exception of the last third that I had the, the bigger that's issue. Much, that's more of a sort of a character journey, though. You know what I mean? Of like of yeah, like adolescence it, and coming. Yeah, of but age it's and... because of her age. Is that like the journey that Patterson goes is as meaningful? But when you come to that age, it has to be something much slower to change you than something when you're yeah, sixteen yeah, yeah. or seventeen. But despite the the fact that in girlhood, like there's a longer period of time, is that it never felt as lived in as this yeah. movie does and it's something i couldn't felt, point at the time more, there of watching felt it felt more constructed than this yeah. does this feels observed not because obviously it is the most constructed movie yeah. that uh, that it is but it's the the magician that hides it yeah. it's like we, that, when that we talked about it happened one night that people only complain when they're manipulated to feel like good emotions yeah like you're, yeah you're manipulated to feel fear you're manipulated All to do the time. everything everything is constructed yeah that's it it's the same most like art as well that it's all been not necessarily to make you feel something but it's to you know it's i think it, it, it it's designed to evoke an emotional something. reaction yeah even if it is an intellectual reaction it's Still. an emotional reaction to Re- uh, forego an emotional reaction to have <laughs> just an intellectual response. Ooh, ooh, well, I don't know. Ooh, that was good. I like that. Uh, every so often, I come up with <laughs> something. Else. That was like <laughs> that was very succinct. It was coherent. I'm very proud. Uh, <laughs> Take time, Mr. Connolly, giving me a B plus in my fucking English marks in the leaving side. <laughs> Jesus, dig and deep. <laughs> yeah. um, so that well, like uh, just look at his poetry. I went back to my old poetry shit, and it was like, in all fairness, I inc- oh, why would I, you do that to yourself? <laughs> just uh, like, oh, you only get better by. This is not even being... poetry written by an I like a poetic. Uh, well, like filmmaker that's been described as very poetic, which is kind of funny that he's kind of come full circle that he's now making a poetic movie about a poet, but um. It's not even that. They're actually written by a poet. They're not even yeah. written by Jeremish. So it's like, yeah, you're just being mean to yourself there. Yeah, but like, you know what? Like one or two, not that they would make it into a movie, but I'd say that like the only unrealistic is the, the girl, the 13 year old girl's poem is the best in the movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fuck off. You, you'd be produced like getting like your Pulitzer. Uh, in like five years. years yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, well that, that was Patterson and next week's which we both loved, uh, go watch it seriously, just it's just lovely um, <laughs> but uh, uh, next week's movie is Ricardo's pick It is indeed And it is? It is uh, The Man Without a Past from 2002 directed by Aki Kurosmaki Oh, oh I'm very very excited, okay uh, Cool, so where can they find us? They can find this uh, uh, hiding from the world <laughs> in the, on Facebook, just the recommendation game on Twitter at the rec game, R E C game, Gmail uh, the recommendation game at gmail.com. and you can also find episodes on the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud, and we are on Dublin Digital Radio every Monday, eleven to twelve. I was Ricardo Deacon. I was Orlin McGuinness. Thank you for listening. See you next week.